Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Jim Donnelly. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing well, Ben. How are you? I'm great. Uh, Jim Donnelly is the president at Hudson Headwaters 340B. You know, Hudson Headwaters 340B is a uh, consulting group that provides third-party administration, auditing services, and consulting to entities nationwide around 340B. And we'll talk about what 340B is and why it's so important in a second. But before we get to talk about Hudson Headwater and, and what you're doing there, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Okay. Well, it, my career path is uh, like a long and winding road, I think, uh, to, to quote the Beatles. But uh, <laughs> back in the early days, I ever thought I would be a president of a 340B company. However, uh, I started out, you know, with, with intentions of actually being a teacher and writer and um, started out in engineering and then transitioned over to English and uh the social sciences and, uh, and, and ended up going to work to, to make a living and, and became a corporate trainer um, in technology. So as I mentioned, it's a long and winding path. We have intentions to go certain ways and we, we, we play on the opportunities that are presented to us. Mm-hmm. But really the, the corporate trainer piece really was what opened many doors for me. It, it got me into technology, got me into working with um, corporations and different uh, different organizations. And from there, I focused on the technologies that I was training on and, and, and then really drilled in and became part of an IT team um, for a boss that I really respected and learned a lot from. That was in a, an HMO um, company here in, in Northeast. Mm-hmm. And he transitioned to different companies and, and eventually settled in at uh, Hudson Headwaters Health Network right about the time they were approved for a project to participate in this program that we'll talk about, 340B. Uh, he called me um, while I was working at another organization um, that he had left, and he said, I'd like you to go up and talk to Dr. Ruggie, the CEO of Hudson Headwaters, and uh, see if he could kind of help us understand how we can get off the ground with this project that they've been approved for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that piqued my interest. I wanted to come back closer to where I grew up to work here and not commute uh, uh, an hour each way to work. And the rest is really history. I, I, I didn't know how I was going to tackle the opportunity, but we decided to give it a go. And uh, 20 years yeah. later, I am. And yeah, 20 years later, here we are, right? And right. so so tell me more about Hudson Headwaters 340B and, and what you're working on there. Okay. So when I joined Hudson Headwaters Health Network, which is the parent company of Hudson Headwaters 340B, uh, they're a network of federally qualified health centers. They've been approved for this project to participate in this program called 340B. And 340B is a, a drug purchasing program, which allows safety net providers to purchase drugs at a, at a, at a very low price, uh, mm-hmm. similar to the Medicaid uh, rebate um, net, net amount. Um, and what that does is it allows these covered entities in, in uh, underserved areas, serving underserved populations um, to generate some benefit from getting the lower price drugs to to help their patients, but to really expand services and more comprehensive services um, to be provided to these these communities. Mm -hmm. 
So we, Hudson Headwaters Health Network, was approved for a project which will allow them to contract with multiple pharmacies because the original um, way that the program was implemented was through one pharmacy. So in the rural part of uh, the upstate New York where Hudson Headwaters is located, one pharmacy decision to to, to basically tell patients they had to go to one pharmacy really wasn't going to work. So the government did approve this project, um, but in, in exchange for that approval, we had to assure the government because it's a federal program mm-hmm. that we could track every pill and every penny so that as patients went from all of the different health centers that Hudson Headwaters ran in these uh, rural communities, um, we could track the, the drug purchasing and the dispensing to those patients through multiple sites. So. Wow. Not to get too complicated with this, um, it, we had to build a system that could handle the complexity of that, that more complex model. Right. That's how we started. And in doing that, we were able to slowly attract uh, pharmacies from independent pharmacies, supermarket chains, and so on. Um, throughout the years, the early years of the program, the first step was to convince the and, and to educate the, the, the pharmacy partners on what the program was, what it was intended mm-hmm. to do. And then we started from there. So fast forward, um, as the program grew, as uh, more awareness of the program um, throughout the, the country kind of uh, grew and the program was expanded, the, the projects like Hudson Headwaters Project were no longer necessary. The government lifted the restriction because of the success of, of programs like ours, mm-hmm. proving that the, the program could, could be done in a, in a compliant way. Um, we now have a larger market. And we had more, more pharmacies. We had other covered entities that were approaching us to see if we could help them understand the program, help them implement the program. We used the system that we had developed for Hudson Headwaters to help other covered entities contract with pharmacies to, oh, wow. to, to, to achieve the benefits for their communities as well. So are, do, you, do you find that the main principles that you're working with would be the pharmacies specifically? Or, I mean, what parties do you have to bring, bring on board for this to work? Yeah, that's a very good question. So 340B um, is through a contract pharmacy model involves the contract pharmacy contracting with the covered entity, which could be a hospital or health center or other other designated grantee of the government that's eligible for the program, along with their wholesalers, because the entity has to be the purchaser of record of the drugs. They get the drugs ordered on their account as the eligible transactions are accumulating in the pharmacy and then the drugs are, are shipped to the pharmacy to replenish the pharmacy yeah. and then all the contractual terms that need to be be accounted for um, so that the benefits uh, of the program flow back to the entity as intended um, paying the other partners you know fair market value for the services that they're providing to the patients in the community and to dispense these drugs as well so it's it's really a it's a I, I call it kind of a triangle. We have a third-party administrator like ourselves involved in the process, mm-hmm. the covered entity, and in, in the pharmacy. And we have to keep track of all of the data that's flowing from one entity or one player in that triangle. The pharmacy's data comes to us. We filter it and, and establish eligibility for the program based on the data we get. We match that up against data from the covered entity, electronic medical records, uh, encounters from their um, um, e-prescribing data provider lists and so on to make sure that all the rules of the program are, are met. And then we 
report that back and order drugs on their um, account through the wholesaler. And Jim, um, so does the 340B model, is it really focused primarily on these underserved communities, maybe rural or otherwise? Yes. So you have to be a designated, what we call a member or um, a safety net provider mm. designated by the government. And there's, there's different entity types that are eligible. Hospitals that serve a disproportionate share of underserved patients in their communities. Um, there are um, sole community hospitals, critical access hospitals, federally qualified health centers, um, which are funded by the government to serve certain populations because mm -hmm. of the, the lack of medical care that those patients may get otherwise. Um, then you have specific disease type entities as well, black lung clinics, Native American clinics, um, you have STD clinics, family planning clinics, and so on that are funded by the government. They also have access to the program with different stipulations based on their, their grant funding. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And I mean, I can tell you that like the world of healthcare and prescriptions is not slowing down in terms of really the macro and micro changes that we're seeing. Uh, you know, when you look at the work that you're doing with uh, Hudson Headwaters 340B, put it into context of some of these broader changes. I mean, I've seen some of these large pharmacy groups, um, you know, they're starting to kind of you saw the CVS tie up with Aetna. How does this fit with all of those types of moves? Well, it's an interesting question because there, there's a lot of um, activity in the pharmacy space, as you mentioned, where yeah. EDMs and pharmacies and chains and, and uh, specialty pharmacies are all, you know, getting somewhat interconnected um, through different arrangements. Uh, but with 340B, 340B was established to really kind of as a as a way to get funding back um, into the safety net but by using some levers the government said to the manufacturers who wanted their drugs you know available to the medicaid formulary that if they want if their drugs were going to be available to that they also had to make their their products uh, available um, to the um, 340b program right which is, a, which is an outpatient drug program so in exchange for that, you know, many of these pharmacies or the manufacturers early on said, of course, we would like our, um, you know, drugs available to the, to the safety net through this program called 340B. The program has grown quite a bit since 1992. It was part of the Veterans Healthcare um, Act of 1992. So, you know, it's a long, a long time of evolution where entities became comfortable and had, had means by which they could access the program. The, the, the program has grown you know, mm -hmm. quite a bit, um, almost exponentially imagine. over the years. So manufacturers, to answer your question, who are, you know, involved in, 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 in different uh, arrangements and, and the drugs are becoming more expensive and the discounts for 340B get actually greater as the, mm -hmm. as the price of the drugs increase faster than the rate of inflation in, in some cases, there is impact uh, on, on the um, manufacturers. So the manufacturers, you know, in today's world, we have some that are pushing back on the program a little bit, and they want some more clarity on the on the the original statute and so on. So that's the space we navigate in. Um, it, hmm. There are there are complexities, but uh, the program is so beneficial that uh, I think that uh, you know the resolutions you know are will be there, and uh, we're all working through the space to. to do yeah. The best no, well, I can imagine. I mean, my my parents live in a 
very, very rural community in upstate Vermont. And I can tell you that uh, I, I imagine they, that the citizens there probably benefit for some things, some of this stuff for sure. So let's go. shift gears a little bit and um, talk about the last couple of years, because, you know, we've seen a, an incredible focus on the topic of healthcare and healthcare resources during this pandemic. And just be curious um, how the work that you guys have been doing uh, fits with some of the some of the things we've seen over the last couple of years. Sure. So you know the the pandemic has had an effect on us. You know, many ways. You know, one is um, as a as a workforce that uh, had to transition very quickly to a remote workforce yeah. and still do the work that we that we needed to do for these entities who were now in, in very much in need of, of the support that this program offers um, was something that we did, you know, very seamlessly. And I, I have to credit my team for being, you know, resilient and flexible and, and, and committed to what we do. But the healthcare providers in general, you know, have a, they're being taxed. There's no question. There's a lot of demand on, on what they do. And I've seen it with our parent company firsthand that um, Hudson Headwater Health Network, uh, along with many of the other um, FQHCs and, and hospitals throughout America, had to build, you know, temporary structures to actually have, provide testing and treatment uh, for patients, um, you know, so that they weren't exposing the staff inside the buildings, on the wow. outside of the buildings. And it's challenging, as you can imagine, in upstate uh, Vermont and upstate New York, when the winter months hit, to have you know, structures that you can, you know, provide service and testing for um, and, and actually handle the population and the, and the, the, the many people who are in need of, uh, of the services around the, the pandemic. Now, with the pandemic, um, the funding that the 340B provides to these entities is critical. Um, mm. And many um, challenges of, of eligibility verification also were introduced um, because a lot of the, the regular uh, healthcare um, visits, let's say for like a well visit, were transitioned from in-person to telehealth. And mm -hmm. telehealth wasn't initially contemplated as a, a, an eligible transit or eligible encounter to establish the eligibility for 340B. Right. A patient has to have um, care provided by a provider who's employed by other under contract with or other arrangement with the entity who's eligible for 340B so that the care is documented in the medical record accordingly to verify that that patient's eligible for the 340B program. So there are certain challenges that policies and procedures had to be retooled um, and all of that. But these entities, you know, again, everyone has done tremendous amount. Yeah, of I mean, I, I can only imagine how stretched some of those healthcare systems have been over the last couple of years. Uh, just any conversation that you have with a healthcare worker, whether it be a doctor or a nurse, really, or an administrator, is all about the lack of resources and the new protocols and the changes which require more resources. So it's a, it's kind of like a perfect storm of challenges. And certainly I can see how what, what you and your team offer can help sort some of those challenges out. So, you know, the 340B program sounds like it's a, an essential program. And I mean, what a 
what a story of, you know, grabbing on something. And then as it's expanded, you guys have been able to expand and support the program as it gets rolled out in a, in a much more broader, more scaled way. How do you see the next couple of years going for the program and what you guys are working on? Well, I'm very excited about the next couple of years and beyond uh, for the business that we, that we provide in the 340B space. Uh, we've, we've, you know, evolved into a separate LLC, wholly owned by the covered entity, our parent company, Hudson Headwaters Health Network, um, to provide these services to other uh, covered entities. Uh, we were we were doing this, you know, as as our program evolved under Hudson Headwaters, but it grew to the point where it now is a separate um, business under Hudson Headwaters, and I see it continuing to grow. I think that there's a need for the, the, the perspectives that we bring to this, uh, we are a covered entity, um, you know, grown business that, that, mm-hmm. that really works on behalf of the other entities and looks at the program through their eyes. So we know how vital it is for their patients and their, their communities that they serve. We want to protect the program. So as there are challenges in this space, we want to be good advocates uh, and good stewards of the program to make sure that the, the program is protected and continues on, you know, for, for years to come. Yeah. Do I see that there's going to be challenges um, in the program? Yes. Um, I mean, there are certain things that we're working through. Um, I think that HRSA, the, the governing you know, body at the national level, mm-hmm. um, will have to um, get actively involved in protecting the program as well. Um, and they've done a good job to this point. Um, but it, it's, it's always going to you know, evolve. And uh, mm-hmm. we're here for that that ride and we want to make sure that our partnerships with our with our clients are are providing value in this space and giving them some comfort to protect their program. Well, there's been these kind of crazy spikes in prices over the years uh, in various areas and trying to keep that under control really shows the unbelievable importance of a federal program like 340B. And so it's been great to hear what your organization is doing to roll that out and now obviously expand it as well. Um, Jim, uh, thanks so much for telling us more about, about what you guys are working on. We've been speaking with Jim Donnelly. Jim is the president at Hudson Headwaters 340B. Uh, for those that don't know about what 340B is, it is a federal drug price control program that it ultimately uh, makes the purchase of outpatient drugs from manufacturers more, uh, I guess, inexpensive or purchasable, maybe discounted for uh, people in underserved communities. And it's a, a really critical resource for qualified providers, uh, hospitals, clinics, outpatient facilities that uh, need to be figuring out ways that they can support support their communities. And so we are speaking with Jim Donnelly, who is really, uh, I'd say, a central figure in rolling this out uh, over the last 20 years to build this into a scaled program that we see today. Jim, if someone wanted to learn more about what Hudson Headwaters is doing and Hudson Headwaters 340B specifically, where can they find you? They can find me uh, through our website, which is Hudson340B.com, www.hudson340b.com. Our parent company is Hudson Headwaters Health Network, hhhn.org. Um, so you can see what the covered entity uh, is up to, but you also, uh, if you want to understand more about our specific business, it would be the Hudson340B.com. 
Perfect. Well, Jim, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today and explaining a very critical part of this ever-changing, uh, I'd say, healthcare system that we have in this country, um, hopefully getting better step-by-step, day-by-day. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Cheers. Thank you.